You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by a good friend of the program, injury analyst Will Carroll, media relations director from Modus Global. Will, thanks for taking the time. Unfortunately, we have to start with the very serious news surrounding Ryan Shazier of the Steelers, who has had spinal surgery. In general, what could his recovery process be like? You know, I don't want to speculate at all. We just don't have enough information. You know, originally this looked like nothing more than a spinal concussion, which <laughs> that's pretty darn serious right there. But now that there's something going on that needs stabilization, that can be something as simple as taking bone chips out of there to make sure they don't move around. It can be that uh, something's completely lost way uh, because the structure has given out. He's got all his feelings. He's got great surgeons, so I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope for the best because there's far too much we don't know about this to really guess where this is going. And that's an understandable perspective. Okay, let's get to Tyrod Taylor, carted off the field. What have you heard in a general sense about his knee injury? Yeah, this one's going to be about the stability of the knee. He's obviously a mobile quarterback. You've got to have the the stable base to be able to throw. Without that, you're not going to be able to do it. Add in a couple factors. First, Buffalo, it's not going to be warm there, and they could have snow or other precipitation there this weekend. That certainly doesn't make anything more stable or more fun. Uh, and they're playing the Colts, which, uh, let's face it, not the toughest competition. Will they need him to go out there? Will this be a good test uh, for Peterman? So I think they're going to be very, very conservative with Taylor. It's an odd situation. Normally you see the better quarterback and you think, oh, they're going to be conservative with him. But I don't know that they are. I don't know what the Bills think about their quarterbacks at this stage in the season. So I think they're going to watch him closely. But I don't think they're going to take this up to game time. I think they're going to get one last look at him in practice tomorrow and make their call. Give me your take on Mark Ingram and his toe. Uh, Is he going to be 110% tonight uh, alongside Elvin, um, Elvin Kamara? Excuse me. Yeah, this toe is worrisome because we've seen this become almost a very strict role split. Uh, He's getting the power carries. They're they're limiting Kamara's exposure. They're making sure he doesn't have to do the things he's not good at and that uh, he's not overworked in his rookie season. And that tends to work out. Um, But when one of those roles slips away, the last thing you want to do is overexpose the other guy. So this is not an immediate if Ingram doesn't play, that Kamara will step right in. He'll get more carries. He'll get those reds on touches because that's not what they've been doing with him. I think the Saints are too smart to do that. I think we're going to see a few more passes. I think the backup running backs will be in there in some of those situations. Yeah, I think Kamara will go up a little bit. But I'm waiting to see. They're going to take this right up to game time. But the push-off, the ability, look, anything with the toes, we saw this with Antonio Brown last week, Sometimes you can play through it, but you're playing through a lot of pain. Turf toe is one of those things that it might sound soft, but, man, it lingers and it hurts. Give me your take on Joe Mixon. That was a very, very physical game uh, that was played on Monday night against the Steelers. Um, I mean, there's a few knockout. I mean, there was a couple concussions in that game, and I think Joe Mixon ended up being under the concussion protocol. Give me your take on where he is right now. Yeah, that's that's one of the tough ones because that game did get out of hand. You know, the the, the, the juju uh, block on perfect, I got to think that was targeted. Uh, certainly the hit on Shazir was, was uh, you know, it was a tough one. I mean, Shazir had his head down. We can, we've got to get that out of the game, and there's just no way to do it. And it's a big problem for and with 
the NFL. What are we going to do about these hits, whether we're talking about those or whether it's Gronkowski or all the way back? I saw Brent Musburger this week talking about uh, the violent world of Sam Huff. And I think those of us of a certain age remember about this time of year, we get those stocking stuffers of the NFL blooper videos and the NFL big hit videos. That's what we were raised on. How do we take those out of the game at some level, or at least from the unsafe level of targeting with your heads, getting those out there. Mixon's in the concussion protocol. He's moving through it. There are a number of players that are going to be in that this week, uh, like Zach Ertz as well. Uh, you have to just watch to see exactly where they are. They've got to be out on the practice field to pass through uh, stage four of the concussion protocol before they can be cleared to play. So we're looking to make sure everybody's back on the field by Friday in most cases, though we've seen sometimes those steps get skipped. Injury analyst Will Carroll is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Will, it strikes me as a layman that a hand is important for a quarterback to be effective. How can Matthew Stafford even get on the field on Sunday? Well, we saw Dak Prescott play a couple weeks ago. Was that the Thanksgiving game where his hand looked Yeah, it was last week against Washington, last Thursday. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where uh, you can play through it sometimes, but, uh, you know, it, it, it. comes down to two things. First, can you grip the ball? Can you take the snap? Can you hold on to the ball? Uh, make all those uh, fakes and uh, ball fakes and everything else you have to do. And can you throw the ball normally? So this is going to come down to function. I think uh, Stafford and a lot of other uh, quarterbacks can play with pain. It's a question of how close they can get him to function and how they can protect it once he's in there to make sure it doesn't get exacerbated, it doesn't get worse, because that, that can go sideways pretty quick. How about Jabril, Jabril Peppers, second consecutive week with a toe injury? Um, what's, his, what's your take on him, and will he be able to continue to play? Yeah, again, this is just like with Antonio Brown. The, the, these turf toe-type injuries, we're seeing more and more of them. And I'm starting to worry a little bit because you know, sometimes these clusters feel like something's happening because we see three or four of them at once. We say, oh, what's changed? Not much has changed. You know, it's not like somebody uh, put out a new shoe in the middle of the season. It's not like somebody changed the turf uh, in the middle of the season, though. <laughs> if you watch the Big Ten Championship game, you might wonder why the Colts aren't. Uh, and, and then, on, on the other hand, you know, toes haven't changed in you know a couple thousand years at least. Uh, so why are we seeing more of these? I think we aren't. I think we're seeing a cluster of them rather than an increase. Uh, that doesn't make it any less painful or more problematic to try to play through it. So it's going to be a very tough one for a player who's that athletic. Talking injuries with Will Carroll, Media Relations Director for Modus Global. Well, last one for me, anecdotally, it feels like we've seen more injuries involving the Achilles this year. First Richard Sherman and now Jimmy Smith. What can you tell us about the Ravens cornerback? Yeah, uh He's up a little bit, but it's within range. Much like ACLs, those are one of those injuries. It's not really a whole lot we can do about it. It's unfortunate. You try to hold them back. We've seen guys go through it. Uh, you know, Tom Brady has missed some practice time, including today's practice, uh, as they try to, you know, deal with a little bit of Achilles tension, uh, probably a very mild strain. Not really a whole lot you can do for it. There's not really a whole lot of ways we can prevent it. Uh, luckily, we can put them back together. Uh, the surgery has gotten infinitely better. Uh, the, the rehab has come better, and we saw it there uh, just a couple of years ago in Baltimore when Terrell Sucks came back 
so quickly, it seems so quickly, but now it's kind of the standard. So I think anybody that's had this, we can see them come back. And unfortunately, the Ravens have a little bit too much experience with this kind of rehab. You talked about coming back. Uh, let's go back to that very physical game. And I think the one that's probably everyone has their eye on, and that's the injury to Ryan Shazier. Uh, what do you see he is right now? Is he still in Cincinnati? When will he be able to go back to Pittsburgh? No, he, he's back in Pittsburgh, and he had surgery. Uh, the Steelers released a statement saying that he's uh, had, had sur- uh, spinal stabilization surgery. Now, that can mean an awful lot of things. Uh, you know, Sometimes there's small pieces of bone that have broken away. You certainly don't want that in there. Uh, there could be that one of the, the ligaments or other structures that stabilize the spine uh, has broken away, and they have to make sure that it stays simple. If you think back, you don't see this anymore, but it used to be when people broke their neck in a car wreck, you'd see those big halos, and they kind of screw it into the brain, uh, or into the skull, rather. Not the brain. That'd be bad. Uh, but they, they kind of put their head up in that ring uh, and hold it in place for, for weeks or months, if necessary, to make sure everything was safe. It's similar to that. What they're doing is stabilizing things around there to make sure that the spinal cord is both stable and not being shocked in any way. Uh, you, you have to attack that. Uh, so far, we've had nothing but positive news. Uh, you know, he, he got feeling back in his legs. He had motion. He was able to fly. So that's positive. But I, I, Cordell, I just don't want to speculate on where this one's going uh, because there's too many variables and too much we don't know. Uh, I just hope that we can all keep him in his thoughts in our thoughts because uh, he's got he's got a journey ahead of him. I don't think he's going to be able to come back this year, uh, and, and I think that should really be the last thing on his mind. I just wonder, especially after such a physical game, whether or not players who saw this happen start thinking about it. Do they start pulling back? Do they start thinking they're, they're not quite as uh, invulnerable as they usually are? So I'll be curious to see how they, they react to this one. Unfortunately, certainly was not the case on Monday Night Football. That was a brutally physical game. Will, great yeah. information as always. Enjoy your weekend. We'll chat with you next week on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.